Welcome back to the Burning Leaf Podcast with myself, Russo, and Tom. Here to talk about the Calgary Flames right at the top. Heading into trade rumors, heading into trades that never happened. Uh, maybe some of our top 10 lists for the NHL draft, which is happening tomorrow night. And a lot of news heading up to NHL free agency. But first off the bat, the Calgary Flames and rumored four to five players that could be on the way out, but could sign an extension. I don't know what's happening there. Russo, you could fill us in with the details. All right. So what what day was it? I think it was thir- for Thursday or Friday. Frank Saravelli basically just destroyed our entire franchise. Um, <laughs> so Frank Saravelli. Okay. So originally, when Conroy was hired, the big extension that he wanted to get done it sounded like Elias Lindholm. Uh, <laughs> and the weeks went on, and then Noah Hannafin's name came back into trade rumors, and so the sense that we got is that. Um, Hannafin seems like he wants to play in the States. Lindholm isn't sure about an extension. Toffoli is probably getting traded. And Backland is still unsure about an extension. So right off the bat, I just want to say this, because it seems like the Flames organization is kind of getting run through the mud here. Um, I don't necessarily think this is a case of like nobody wants to play in Calgary. I think this is Craig Conroy being proactive, going to them a year before their contracts are up and going like, hey, listen, are you, do you think you'd want to sign here? And he's, look, this is a hard decision for these guys to make a year out. Flames didn't make the playoffs this year. They were a mess all year. It seemed like the wrestling room, the, the dressing room was a joke. Um, there was the whole Daryl Sutter thing, go back and forth on it. The thing is, is that the cap is going to jump a year, right? Pretty significantly, the cap's going to jump. So for any of these guys to sign right now, to me, doesn't make any sense for them, right? A guy like Hannafin, open market next year, can probably get an extra 5 to $10 million. Not annually, I'm saying, in, in his total, right? I think the same can go for Lindholm, maybe Backlund, depending on the year he has, to fully same thing. Um, but it's just, I don't know. I don't think this is a case of these players don't want to be here. I think it's a case of you're asking me to sign a year out. Why would I sign a year out when again, cap's going to jump. I'm a year away from UFA. Like, why would I sign? Um, so just wanted to say that right off the top. Um, I guess the big one is Lindholm because Conroy has been very insistent that we want to sign this player. We want to sign this player. Sarah Valley said he's leaning towards not signing. Friedman said he doesn't know. I don't even know what the fuck's going on. But here's my here's my take on the whole Lindholm situation here. If the rumored contract that was offered is eight and a half by eight, and Lindholm is still saying, I don't know, trade him. You're really going to pay this guy? like 1C money for a guy who on a really good team is probably a really good 2C? No, you're not. Um, and I don't understand why they're so insistent on having to sign this player. Everyone's saying that, oh, well, if the Flames trade him, they're not competitive. They weren't competitive with Lindholm. They're not going to be competitive without, they're not going to be competitive with him. They're not going to be competitive without him. He's going to be 29. If he is, I think he's 28. He'll be 29 when that contract extension kicks in. You already have Huberto, Weir, Kadri making significant money. Kadri for the next six years, Huberto and Weir for the next eight, up until they're all about 36, 37, 38. You have Blake Coleman. He still has four years left at $4.9 million, and he's 31 years old. You have Jacob Markstrom. He's 33. He's still making $6 million a year for the next three years at 33. You can't really sign this player, can you? I I can't see them after the summer that happened last year and the disaster of contracts they have now. They cannot turn this into a retirement home if it isn't already. Is it already? A little bit. But you can... You're telling me there wouldn't be a lineup of teams ready to sign, ready to trade for Elias Lindholm. He's only making four point eight. He was nominated. He was second in Selkie voting 
uh, in the 21-22 year. He's a noted goal scorer. You tell me teams wouldn't be lining up for this player and there wouldn't be bidding wars for this player. I just, I can't, I can't see why you would keep this guy. You're not competing. And if Toffoli, Hannafin, and Backlund are all gone, you're telling me you're, you couldn't compete last year with all of those guys. You're telling me you're going to compete if you keep Lindholm, but you trade the rest of them. No. Well, are you missing the like report from last night where it was like money isn't the issue? No, I, I saw that and okay, great. But again, if they're if they're still gonna if Lindholm isn't sure, he doesn't want to be here. And he's pulling your tail. And what are you gonna do? You're gonna offer him more money for a player that doesn't want to be here? You're gonna offer him more, you're gonna offer him nine, ten. You're insane if you do that. And I'm sorry, Craig. I know you're new on the job here. But the draft's tomorrow. What are we waiting for? You can get another top 15 pick in this draft if you move them tomorrow or today. If I'm the Flames, the deadline for this player is today. Are you signing? Yes or no? And the answer is you don't know. We're trading you. But apparently now this can drag up until September. And then then what are you going to do in September? What are you moving him for? A first but, that may be in the top 15? You and it's can not move like him for something you know have, tomorrow. Like, yeah, it's not like the Flames have one guy, right? They have, what, four guys? Well, they have seven were, guys who are set to be UFA next season. And four have openly said that they don't want to be here? And Well, again, Lynn Holmes said he doesn't know. We want to, whatever. The four guys who have said, I am not definitively signing next year. In Calgary. Or at least right now. Right now, we're not Right now. It. Again, why would you sign a year out? But Which yeah. most of them are leaning adios. Uh, and like, oh, am I dragging to September? Really? Is it really hard to move Elias Lindholm? Is it really hard to move No, no, no. It, it wouldn't be. But here's the problem is that would you rather, I'd rather, I'd much rather move Lindholm tomorrow for, if you're going draft picks, you know where you're picking tomorrow. If you can it's, move him to a team that's, you know, ahead of you in the draft, you can move into you like they can pull what Boston did in 2015. They traded Lucic for a first, they traded Dougie Hamilton for a first. They drafted three times in the top 15. Sure, we know how that played out. They botched every single one of those picks. But what if you can take a swing at the fences like that? You can move Lindholm and get a first round pick tomorrow. You can move Hannafin and get a first round pick tomorrow. Hell, you you can retain 50% on Toffoli and get a first-round pick tomorrow. Like, I don't understand what the holdup is here. Maybe they're waiting till draft until the draft tomorrow where all the GMs are going to be there. and Tomorrow but, morning, like, if nothing but, like, happens. What are we, but what are we waiting for? Because, like, nothing at the draft happens. They're all too focused on who they're going to pick. Uh, so it's always, like, morning up. Has there been any trade, like talk around Lindholm like it's just been the signing right so they're no it, it, so what Frank Saravalli reported yesterday and whether it's true or not I don't know is that the Flames aren't going to start shopping him until the answer is defended it so they're never, signing it. So, so they're not again and that's the problem yeah trade so they're not, him they're not doing it tomorrow then look and I like I said the answer should be today your mm-hmm. deadline should be today the fucking draft is tomorrow what are you waiting for Look, like, I've had, like, since all this news came out, I wasn't nearly upset. I was like, oh, great. Like, finally, this is what they should have done last summer. And I know we were all jacked for the Huberto trade, but, like, they should have rebuilt last summer. But Brad said no. Good luck. In hindsight, in hindsight, knowing everything that you know now, and everybody who wants to walk now, and the ages and the contracts of everybody... On the Flames team. Do you make any of those deals last year? No. No. You you keep Monaghan. You keep your first round pick. You yeah. trade Kachuk for futures. Right? You could have got probably a, a boatload of futures. Uh, Gaudreau still walks. Big deal. You don't sign Kadri. Maybe you start looking at trading other guys. Like Bonjapani was RFA. Maybe move him. You know, there was like a lot of guys I think last year you could have moved when their values were higher. Tell me someone wouldn't have taken on Markstrom at six. Yeah. Uh, coming off a Vesna candidate. Like 
Mangiapane was coming off a 35-goal year. Like, they had guys they could have moved. And they obviously they chose we're going to try and still compete. But it's like, here's what I wish they would do, and I, I know they're not going to do it. But look, Murray Edwards has come out and said he wants that. We all know he wants that playoff revenue. It's this whole big thing, right? But you can rebuild your if you if you tear it all down, everything you 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 blow it up. You but the, obviously the only guys you're keeping around are Hubert Cadre and Weir, right? And I think it's fine to keep a few vets around. I don't see a problem in keeping vets around. And obviously you're not trading any of those guys. Um, you can tear it down, start to rebuild it up. And by the time your new arena opens in four to five years, you have a new, fresh, young, exciting team ready to go, assuming you do everything right when this arena opens, right? Would you rather be the team that is in the playoffs one year, misses the next, somehow wins the division the next year, misses the playoffs the next year, barely climbs in another year, somehow wins another division, and then miss entirely? Or do you want to be a team that is consistently a top six, seven team in the league every regular season? I like the second option a lot better. And you have an opportunity to do that. Teams never have this chance where you have seven players who are pending UFAs in a year and all of them have value. This isn't like this is seven shitty players. Linholm, very good player. Defoley's very good. Hannafin's very good. Zadorov, you could teams I think would take Nikita Zadorov. Ten a very good shutdown defenseman. Backland, incredible three C on a contender. I wouldn't. The only guy I would keep is Shellington, just because I don't think his value is very high and everything he's gone through. I would just keep him. But like you have an opportunity here to recoup a ton of assets that you don't have because Brad pissed them all away. You have an opportunity to change the entire scope of this team, Craig. This is your team now. Mold it to you. Do what you want to do with it. It's up to you now. So I just I. You can you you can strip it down, and, and when that arena opens, you could be a young, fast, exciting team. You got guys in your system. Pelche looks like he's going to be a player. Coronado looks like he's going to be a player. Dustin Wolf looks like he's going to be a bona fide superstar goalie. Zary looks like he'll at least be a, a pretty decent NHL player. Same goes for Cole Schwing. Same goes for Jeremy Poirier. But you still need to you still need to up that prospect pool. They don't have any defensemen in their pool. They can probably take a few in this draft. You have a goalie, probably need some forwards. But you go, like, looking at to the next few drafts, you got Macklin Calabrini, who looks like he's going to be really fucking good. Michael Misa had a fantastic uh, 15-year-old year in the OHL. Gavin McKenna looks like he's going to be great. You have guys you can take, but you have to do it right. And <laughs> the whole pipe dream is you get really good and – you're hopefully you're you're right on the cusp of it in 2027 and you bring Kale McCarr home. That would be like the whole, you know, everything coming together. It's a pipe dream, but like you have a chance here to really, really do something. Enough with staying the status quo. Like if they're gonna sign Lindholm, like it better be for like six million bucks, but we know it's not gonna be. Um, so it's yeah, it's it's frustrating. Because they have such a fucking good chance here to recoup so many assets. And uh, the one the one thing I did see, and I, I found it to be kind of interesting, is that Eric Carlson won the Norris Prize last night, guys, right? His contract Don't went even from... go there. Listen to me. Eric Carlson, his contract went from worst in the NHL, unmovable, to, hey... San Jose might get a haul for this guy. They might have to retain a little bit, but they might get a haul. I've said it all year. The goal of this summer has to be do whatever you can to get Huberto back to being Huberto. What if you can what if you can make a few trades? Maybe you can get him a little happier and you can boost his value up. What if Huberto turns into a 90-point player again? You can move him. Maybe you have to retain on him a little bit. You can move that player. Why not? You know what I mean? Like, so this summer has to be burn it 
but also try and maybe like, like if Hannafin's going to Florida, I wonder if you can get a couple futures, but also Duclair. Word is they're trying to move him. I think trying to move Duclair. That's a. I think they need to open up cap space, and I think Duclair is the guy that they'd rather move as opposed to some other million dollars. Is he making three? Yeah, it's something like that. But like, he's I clearly don't. still injured. That's why. Clearly, yeah, and so I wonder if that's a guy you can bring in, and he played really well with Huberto, mm-hmm. like really well. So I, I wonder if you can do that. But I, I'm still very much in the sense of just move everybody, get this team. Like like uh, Rhett Warner was was saying on the Barnburner uh, podcast, and I was dying because he was right. He's like, look, they 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 fired Sutter because Sutter was the problem, and everyone still wants to leave. So Sutter wasn't the main issue there. Maybe he was a problem, but he wasn't the problem. There's a there's something in that room that's rotten, right? Or because if all these guys, well, if all these guys still want to leave, <laughs> then there's a problem. Well, the, the, if, the pro- look at the problem. So they hired inside. Like, what do you think the problem is? They yeah, hired, they hired inside, inside people. For everybody. Like, and, well, and now on this, didn't uh, the guy you wanted, Chris Love, was his name? Mitch, Mitch Love. Love. Mitch Love. He's gone. See, like it's like, what do you think's going on here? I do you think you're just like like Vancouver 2.0? Well, because you might be Vancouver 2.0. But if there was all these problems last year and you knew about them, why the fuck didn't they start trading players at the deadline then? Look at Nashville. Nashville's doing this completely the right way here. They knew they're not gonna win. They know they're they're not going anywhere. So they fire sailed. They traded almost everybody. They just tried to write. They literally traded Ryan Johansson for nothing because they just needed to get rid of that cap space. You the know, difference they, is you had Brad as your GM. Like he never rebuilt. Oh, I know. Calgary, and he right? wasn't so... he was never gonna do it, but no. like it's just that's the big issue is like what mm-hmm. like, they what, needed and that was my and this was my whole issue with hiring Conroy. What's changing? Because mm-hmm. if they sign Lindholm, <laughs> it's the status fucking quo. And nothing's changed. And I really hope Lindholm just goes to them and goes, hey, I'm not signing. And does their fucking work for them. Okay, we got to trade you then. And I, like, look, I can appreciate, like I said, Conroy's being proactive. He said when he got hired, he's not going into the year with seven UFAs. He's not going into the year with seven UFAs. They're not signing, they're getting traded. Right? He's not doing it. Toffoli's being moved. Hannafin's being moved. I, I... Bet on Backlund getting traded. At the deadline, I, probably, yeah. I would move him before then. Nah. Uh, because here's the problem with waiting to the deadline. What if they're good? What if, miraculously, this team is good? Can you keep them on, lose them, keep them uh, on. a couple months and, anyway. it, and And it's the same thing that happened with Johnny Gaudreau. Same goddamn thing. And Conroy <laughs> said he would not let that happen under his watch. Do you know all GMs lie? Come on now. And yeah. And and but that's the Don't listen to press that's conferences. the problem. Is that it's like he said it's no, not you're... gonna happen. They're Look not at... gonna do that. Remember, do his so press conference blatantly lied. <laughs> like and I was like, what? <laughs> all these guys I lie. Know. I don't listen to press conferences for that reason. They don't do what they're I know. Told. It's like politicians. But... They they say something and they don't do it. Like, it's just, that's my that's my big problem. Is just just do it. Just Calgary has the them. chance to do what every NHL GM mode fan is freaking like rebuild mode to do right oh now. Oh my like, god! They, I, every chance right now to do that, dude. And, you should have seen the GM mode I did the other day, and I just traded fucking fire sale. Everybody it was great. <laughs> Won a few cups now, but um, like I just man, Columbus seems so desperate right now. I'd be like, hey, Yarmo, Elias <laughs> Lindholm's looking pretty good to you, huh? Okay, but and like, does, does any Columbus team not be, make sense? Any team should be in. On yeah, him, any though. team should be on a Lindholm, but does Columbus not make so much sense, dude? They yeah. they very they're very much in the think of like, oh, we can we can do something here. Severs and Provorov, Babs, they have a hole for their one C. Like Boone Jenner isn't very good. And he's a free agent too, right? Boone Jenner's fine. No, I think he's a free agent next year. Oh, okay, well. They and like you know, Lindholm has chemistry with the guy who signed for nine point seven last year, <laughs> the guy who chose Columbus. You're telling me like Columbus got a really deep prospect pool. 
Tell me you can't call them up and Yarmo, like Yarmo's crazy. We know this. Like, hey, how does Cole Sellinger sound? You, you might think I'm crazy for saying it, but like, Lindholm helps them now. I think Sillinger, he's using I that trade. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Who? You. <laughs> well, it would. It wouldn't just be one for one, but like yeah. you'd be like Cole Sellinger plus this, this, this. Right. I think Sellinger's gonna be really fucking good. Yeah, he's right. And if yeah. you can get him plus some assets back for a guy who's probably gonna walk in a year, I would take my chances on Sillinger. Yeah. You call up Florida. I think Hannafin would fit really well in Florida. I think dude, their left side was Gus Forsling, Josh Maher, and Mark Stahl. Yeah, I don't think they want to go in the offseason with Hannafin and Montour as free agents. Well, you pending. you you uh Hopefully, it's it's a trade where I think Hannafin would sign there. His buddies Bennett and Kachuk are there. He wants to play in the states. It's a good team, you know. And again, I'm dreaming here, but do you go? Hey, how does Anton Lundell sound? I don't think Florida would, but how desperate can Bill Zito get? I don't know. You know, I I still think there's a lot of fits around the league for these guys. Florida for Hannafin seems like a really good one. I think. Buffalo's apparently sniffing around, but their left side is already Darlene Power. So unless one of them can play the right side, which I don't know if they can, I think Darlene can. But I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just I really hope there's some kind of resolution to all this, and I really hope it's in today. I just hope we get a report that it's like, and from a credible source, not fucking Frank Saravalli, that they're gonna that they're gonna just move these guys. And let's hope it starts tomorrow because it's a guys. It's a really good draft. <laughs> it's a really good damn draft that they got that we have tomorrow. There's a lot of really good players available. So I would like to see the Flames pick multiple times in the first round tomorrow. That'd be great. Whether it's going to happen or not, I have no idea. Um, I don't even know who you would pick at sixteen, but we'll see. I mean, I'm hoping. I'm. God, I'm hoping Conroy does the right thing. I just really do. Um, that's all I got. I guess just real quick, the Flames did make up their rest of their coaching staff. Uh, Mark Savard's a, their new offensive coach, which is kind of cool. I think that's a really good, nice little ad. And Michael Backlund won the King Clancy Award last night for uh, community involvement at the NHL Award. So that was pretty cool. Uh, hey, Michael, you won this award, but we are training you. That's what I hope the conversation is. But... Uh, we'll have lots of talk post draft about this, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, we'll just do like, is there anything we have to talk about the Leafs? No, I think they're skip, signing, skip. I think they're, I think, yep, I think they're skip, signing Lucic, like, guys. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> okay. I mean, Lucic and I don't know, somebody else on the fourth line. Fuck it, let's go. I mean, I know Lucic sucks, Lucci. but like the whole talk about Lucic being sucks was because he's making six million. Imagine making like 800k. Like, I don't care. It's, I still shit. How many I know he's shit. Last year? Like... Personally, I think the Leafs should sign a fourth line of Lucic, Trevor Lewis, and Brett Ritchie. That's what it was. Perfect. Bring both Ritchies home, but at different <laughs> we, times. We, we need something. They're different, man. Like, whatever. I think they should do that. Um, okay, so there were multiple trades that went down. Um, do you want to start with the one yesterday, Taylor Hall, sure, yeah, in yeah. Chicago? That's a... Interesting, but mm-hmm. I like it for Chicago. I don't like a lot for Chicago, but Taylor Hall gained the opportunity to play with Connor Bedard. Um, I do not think they wanted Connor Bedard playing with a bunch of just randos. So uh, bringing in Taylor Hall uh, makes so much sense for them, especially considering they got him for free. You think they could Ian flip Mitchell. him? Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. He only two has two years left. He has two right? years left. Next year they will. But then again, they have a ton of cap space. They could they can retain on them. I would take three if you're a contending team, three million on Taylor Hall. Yeah, and like <laughs> like and like people are getting are like oh well like like Taylor Hall is just a cap dump like yeah, but he's also still a good player. This isn't like he's just some bum. Like Taylor Hall is really good. Maybe maybe not really good, but he's still a very effective player, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's like, why I don't sure, get why Boston did this. Like because he was probably the easiest to move without having to give up assets. 
Yeah, there was right. a lot of rumors out of really? Boston that like they have they had to clear a lot of cap. Like well, minus yeah, Olmark. Trying to sign Where was that rumor out of? They're just like, I yeah, mean, we'll get rid of our Vesna winning goaltender. You know why I think that makes sense? Because he's oh one hundred percent. Yes, sense. exactly. And Swayman is really good. Yes, yeah, yes. Right. I think that like Boston would be really ballsy to do it, but I think they should. <laughs> Dude, they, they can get a lot for him. Yeah, they can get a lot for Linus Holmark. It's like, hey, we're gonna trade the guy that had like the single highest save percentage in NHL history. Nine thirty-eight. The only thing I don't get about what Boston's doing is like they signed these guys like literally two years ago, and they're just like, okay, bye, bye. like see ya, thanks for. Your I service. also don't think they realized how good they were still gonna be. Right. I guess. Yeah. Like Swayman's gonna get a pretty hefty raise. Yeah. They like they don't know what's going on with Bergeron and Krejci. Yeah, they really expected the like transition to like, oh. Oh no, Bergeron's not on our top line anymore. Okay, Taylor Hall, you're gonna be there. And then all those guys were still really good. And it's like, okay, we're just, we're just gonna have third line Taylor Hall. And that's how they were able to do what they did. Poor Taylor Hall, man, going to the shittiest franchises ever. <laughs> it's yeah. a, such a weird. I do feel bad for him. Though. <laughs> but then again, like him getting the opportunity to play with Connor Bedard, I think will. It's not the worst thing in the world. He got to play no. with a rookie McDavid. Now he gets to play with rookie Bedard. I mean, that's it's good for Bedard. It's it, it's really good for Connor Bedard because he's actually going to have like a good NHLer next to him. Oh yeah, because the jokes like, were like, okay, it's going to be Tyler Johnson and who? Jujar Kara. <laughs> yeah, like so he has somebody. Yeah, and uh, like it's, I think it's good for Chicago to actually be bringing in NHL talent. Yeah, because you can't have a team of just kids. Mm-hmm. You need a few guys around that have been there, done that. Mm-hmm. Paul's been around a while given his success isn't there but he's been around and he's been on a lot of teams that have had a lot of first round picks first overall picks so he, he knows the deal yeah so, yeah uh, they I, said it uh I was doing the college world series last night and it was on ESPN one so like a primetime ESPN it was a massive event and for whatever reason they like said the Taylor Hall trade on the air it like at like nine o'clock at night and because it's obviously like an espn thing we got to get nhl info in here because we have the rights and the announcers were just like tyler hall has been traded from boston um he's going to chicago Uh, those are the blackhawks right yes for uh assets it's like so like thanks nh or thanks espn like the nhl is like below the college world series below college baseball yeah well, below mls like what are we nuts uh the other piece of news yes for brat re-upped last year last week with the devils eight years seven point was it seven point three seven point eight seven point eight seven five like um that's an incredible deal Jesper Bratt, that's like really fucking good value because I thought he was going to get like eight and a half minimum, and he signs for seven eight on a on a on a max term. Good for it's the Devils, man. A good for the deal, Devils. Like considering kind of like what they thought would happen because they mm-hmm. thought he'd be really hard to sign. Yeah, and then turns out that's just the deal that was on the table at the beginning of the season. Like nothing changed, and it's on the lower end of fair market value. Dude, the fact that they have so Hughes is making eight, mm-hmm. Brad's making seven eight, and Nico's making like seven three. And then you assume Meyer's gonna make under eight. Uh, well, word is Meyer eight by eight point five. That's fine. Yeah, it was like eight. And that's like still a really good deal. Couldn't be my team, me. right? Couldn't be our team. Nope. Tom. No, no, like, could never be us. That's, but like and they got and they got Dougie making nine, which if he continues to play the way he's been, that's fine. Yeah, Devils. Like, this is what I'm saying, they've got like, something good going there. When the Leafs did that deal, or like signed all their guys, it was like, okay, cap's gonna jump. So here's your money now. Cap will jump. New Jersey's like, the cap's stagnant. <laughs> Jokes on you. Two years into this, it's gonna jump really high. And I also think this every is two just... years they can just add in another eight million dollar player. Mm. Yeah, and I think it's 
these players clearly want to be there, right? If Brat didn't want to be there, he wouldn't have signed for the deal he signed for. No, he could have. Did he you... could have forced his way out so easily. Mm-hmm. Did you see they? He asked the Devils to hold off on the information because he had to go tell Nico Heischer first. <laughs> see the boys. Yeah, like... that's great. That's awesome. And I think, it, and then uh, I think Eric Halla, like the first guy he texted, was like Jack Hughes. Yeah, which like Eric Halla makes three point one million dollars. It's kind of a lot of money, <laughs> but like <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Hey, with the amount of cap space they have, they can't afford it. And clearly, Hollow worked for them too. Yeah, so. they have it's fourteen million dollars for like Timo Meyer and a seventh defenseman. Yeah, they also probably need to bring in a goalie, but then again, Vanacek was fine last year. Connor Hellebuck. Okay, like is that happening? Do we think is that where is that where Connor Hellebuck is ending up? I don't. I think. I, I think it makes too much sense. I'm gonna be honest. I don't get this whole hellebuck talk because the amount of cash that guy is gonna make if he has a good season wherever he goes is gonna be yeah, unbelievable. That's problem. Like, yeah, how do teams? Are, how are teams gonna play arm and leg for this guy, and then having to sign him for long term and high money next year? Like, I just like a team like Ottawa. Like, what are you doing if you trade for this guy? Like. You have like so many players making over like eight million, seven million dollars, and you haven't even gotten to the playoffs yet. Like, yeah, uh, oh, Gustafson would have looked really nice in Ottawa, huh? Yeah. In hindsight, we were all stupid and barely. Yeah, the Tobits already, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, just Tom, just to bounce off your point, so the Devils have twenty-three million dollars in cap. They have to sign Nathan Bastian, Jesper Boquist, Mikey McLeod, Timo Meyer, Jaeger Sharangovich, who they are apparently shopping. Uh, Thomas Tatar, Miles Wood are UFAs. Uh, Kevin Ball, RFA. Ryan Graves, I believe, is going to UFA. And Mackenzie Blackwood is an RFA, which I imagine they're just going to trade. That's a lot of money to do with. And not most of them that are probably in outside of Timo Meyer. Yep. So everybody else on that list is $3 million at the most. And they can go big game hunting if they really wanted to. And they still I have assets. You? They still Can have. I... Don't forget their prospect pool. They have Waltz, two number Nemich. one defensemen coming. Hughes is going to be there next year. Can I interest you guys in Tyler Toffoli? Quinn Hughes will be there in a couple of years. They're going to assemble the Infinity Gauntlet of the Hughes brothers. Yeah, you're you're going to tell me the Hughes brothers are just going to be like we're going to make twenty four million bucks combined, and we're just going to have fun in New York. And like we're all just living life, winning cups. Like they're gonna do it. Wouldn't be the worst thing. Uh the Canucks bought out OEL. Not surprisingly, I thought going into the summer, I was like, okay, they might do that. And they did. So uh that trade looks horrendous in hindsight. <laughs> Dylan Gunther would be a pretty good Canuck. It looked horrendous uh, at the time. It it was horrendous at the time. That is uh that is correct. So um. Yeah, just brutal. I mean, OEL I think would be don't get a deal somewhere in a mm-hmm. reduced role for two, three million bucks. Like somebody will do it and it'll be fine. Uh, what else happened? There was a be- lot that happened. Well, it's the eve of the draft, so it's things that will happen. Right. Quick We've- thoughts on Ryan Johansson to Colorado. I like that for Colorado. Yeah. He's going to be a $4 million 2C that's going to put up 60 to 70 points. Literally. I wouldn't bet on it right away, but... I would. <laughs> I would. I mean, he's, only, he's scored 60 points once since 2018. Now he's playing with Nathan McKinnon. <laughs> yeah, he's not the guy. He felt he's going to do it. Hmm. Let's put some bets on right now. Over 50 points. Let's go. Me and Tom. I'm going to say under. I'm going to say over. Under 50? Under 50. Unless he gets injured again. I think he'll be like 40 to 45. Okay, so let's say over point five five points per game. Is that 60? In case he gets injured or whatever. That's right. I I would be, if he plays a full 82 game year, he's getting 40 to 45 points. Point six. Point six on the dot. Sure. Okay. Sounds good. 
Uh, do, do we, we want to go into the veto trade that we uh, apparently heard on sa- Saturday night? I would, I would, I, I would, I would, there was, yeah, I would like to talk yeah. about that. That was pretty right. funny. Let's get into that then. Philly tried to make some moves over the weekend, and uh, both of them uh, didn't happen. We'll start with the one that the NHL just straight up said no to. Tony D'Angelo was supposed to go back to Carolina. Uh, I, I don't even know what the return was, um, but he was supposed to go back to Carolina at a fifty percent retained. Um, the NHL basically said no, because it's circumventing. Basically, the reason being is that players can't be traded back to the team they originally traded from in a 12 in a calendar month. So if you can remember last July, Carolina traded Anthony uh, Tony D'Angelo signing rights to Philadelphia. Then GM at the time, Chuck Fletcher gave up. It was like a second, third and fifth. He gave up like three picks to get the guy. Uh, and he signed him to a two-year, $10 million deal. Um, and as we all know, Chuck Fletcher has then been fired. Danny Breer has taken over the reins. Um, and Danny Breer then tried to trade him back to Carolina at 50% retained. Uh, I guess Carolina just really wanted Tony D'Angelo back mm-hmm. for reasons. Um, and the NHL said no. And again, and, and the Hurricanes were making the argument that it's we didn't sign D'Angelo. It's a new GM that is trading him. The GM that signed him is no longer here. So what's the holdup? Uh it, it does sound a little ridiculous, don't you think? Yeah. It's a different GM that signed him, isn't and now a different GM is trying to trade him. Again, I don't know why they feel they need D'Angelo. I guess they're trading Pesci if that's kind of what's happening, but I don't fully understand why they needed him so bad but here we are i guess and like why are you trading pesci because they can't sign him but they want to but they can't and i think he wants more than what the hurricanes are willing to give him which is kind of the hurricanes mantra of like we have you priced in at blank do you want to take it yes or no and if the answer is yes, you're a Carolina Hurricane. And if it's no, you're gone. But yeah, I think they also have to be careful with what they spend because next summer, uh, Sebastian Aho is a yes. UFA. Yes. So they have to be, and Abel Terrifying and Jesus, uh, they have to be very careful. Holy shit, they're cap friendly. So next summer, next summer can be a great year for free agency. Uh, Sebastian Ajo, Table Terror Viner, UFAs, Marty Natchez, RFA, Martinuk, UFA, Jack Drury, Seth Jarvis, Ryan Suzuki, Jamison Rees, all RFA, Stefan Nason, UFA, Brady Shea, Brett Pesci, Jaden Chatfield, all UFA. Sounds like Calgary. Oh, <laughs> that's, uh... Yeah. Um, and also, they also need a goalie because Peter Kochekov is their only current goalie side. So the, I think they're the Hurricanes have one year left. Yeah, they go they've got to be, and that's why I think they're being careful with what they give Pesci because they know they've got three, like three of their best forwards aside next year. Whether what you think of Tara Viner or not, he's still a really good player. Natchez proved he's fantastic. We know how good Aho is. Yeah, I guess it kind of makes sense that they're 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 trying to just be careful. And Don Waddell and Eric Tolsky know exactly what they're doing. You're I think. bringing in Tony D'Angelo is careful. He only has one year left, so he'd be UFA as well. Do you know who he is, though? Hey, he worked in Carolina last year. Whether, he did. Hey, you can say what you want about him, but like they liked him there, and I think they wanted to keep him, but he wanted a lot, and held with three picks for him. <laughs> that was a guy that he could have had for free because the Rangers said, "Fuck you, we don't want you anymore." Mm-hmm. And they signed him for free, and yeah, it. I was all fishy, the, I guess. Yeah, uh, and then there was the noted Kevin Hayes trade that never happened. Um, so Kevin Hayes was supposed to go to St. Louis. There was a bunch of shit going back and forth. No one confirmed what the trade was actually supposed to be. The only piece of news that came out is that there was a defenseman on the St. Louis Blues who did not waive their no move clause. And there was a lot of speculation of who that was because the Blues quite literally 
The whole decor. Um, like their whole decor all have no move clause and they all make a lot of money. Uh <laughs> so uh but word came out it was Tory Krug. Um he was a defenseman that uh said he wasn't waving, or that's what came out. The Blues have three defensemen that all make six and a half forever. It's Pareko, Krug, and Falk. Justin oh. Falk. Justin and then Nick Letty makes four million dollars for the next three years, and Marco Scandella makes three two seven five for the next year. And and this is the well, team that decided to let Petrangelo walk <laughs> because they decided to sign Justin Falk and Marco yep. Scandella. Like what? <laughs> and oh. and remember, Jordan Bennington still has four years left at six million per. Oof! It really is shocking. So like it's Doug Armstrong, right? In charge. Yes. Yes. Like, why does he get so much praise? Because they won does. a Stanley Cup. Yeah, and they were in the last. They, they haven't won been a that Stanley great. Cup. What no, since then they have not. They it's have like, not since. Like they've been constantly overrated as a team. They're eh. Whatever. If you make it in the playoffs, you make it in. Cool, good for you, but they're not a contender. Yeah, but like they've got, they a, have life, the money they've got a lot of money tied up in guys that they shouldn't have money tied up in. Yep. Uh Braden Shed makes six and a half till 2028. Brandon Sod makes like, four cool. and a half till 2026. Obviously, all those defensemen that I mentioned, Jordan Minnington, yeah, they've got and they will have Kevin Hayes because word is that he's still getting traded there. But it'll be as like a 50% cap dump. Probably in the Taylor Hall. But Kevin Hayes still makes money for forever. Yeah, even if like it is five... retained, even if it's like doesn't four million, like... it's not good. <laughs> doesn't he still have four years left on his deal? Yeah, didn't he sign an eight-year, yeah. seven-year deal? He signed a seven-year deal back in twenty seven by seven. Sorry, or seven three, by three, three years, three years left. Three years mm-hmm. left at seven point one four two. Oof. Oof. Jesus Christ, Chuck Fletcher, man. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I, I wish it was the blockbuster shitstorm that it would have been. Now that it's being a cap dump, it's no fun. Yeah, it didn't really make sense, though, if it was the rumor players going each way. And, like, because Philly, like... Like, it was, like, going to be Sanheim. Yeah, and... it doesn't... And they're getting Krug and all these guys. Like, they're just, like, in their 30s. You're trading everyone who's 30 years old for each other. It, like It just seemed like a trade just for the sake of making mm-hmm. a trade. Yeah. Which, I mean, those are always the fun ones. Because <laughs> they never make sense. But, like, Philly's um, got to be smart here. Like, you just signed a new GM. You have basically a whole front office that's new. And, like, you got to do the right thing. Like, you got to go in a rebuild mode with that team you have. And you're just acquiring guys. Have you guys – and have you guys seen about the Scott Lawton shit? Mm-hmm. Currently, teams are offering a lot, and Danny Briere is just like, no. <laughs> what? Why? It's Scott Lawton. Like, what do you mean? He is a good Scott player, Lawton. just not that good, no. Dude, he's a third liner. Yeah, he's a good he's a good third liner, but like 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 what are you holding on to him for? <laughs> I don't know. You're no it, it's the same shit with the flames. You're not good. Why are you holding on to these guys? I don't know. It, it's funny. I like I think Danny Breer would do a good job, but I, I I also do not resent Tory Krug at all for saying I am not going to play in Philly. Mm-hmm. Like I am not gonna go play for Torts when I'm and 32. They tried like, a like a three way trade, so like he would go somewhere else, and he still said no. it was in New Jersey. Yeah, and actually, that's really good that New Jersey didn't do that. Good job. Yeah, they probably weren't. No, actually, no. no, no. I think it was Tory Krug also saying like, "No, I'm not moving." He must really like St. Louis. No, well, you gave him a no move clause. Like that's what's gonna happen when you give a player with a no move clause. They're not gonna want to move. Was it you that said that? Um, guys who aren't stars, why are they getting no move deals? No move clause. That you said that. And when? Like a few days ago. No, I think that was Joe. But like that was the whole like yeah. okay. So on overdrive, they mentioned there's there's 273 players in the NHL have no move clauses. That's why is there 273 oh players? Yeah, it's crazy. That's because like a third of the league. Yep. But I, it's probably it's more of the player, like it's like, hey, I'm signing with you as an unrestricted free agent, but I want some security. True, that you're just not gonna fucking trade me in a year or two, right? Yeah. So it's probably not the teams. I think if the teams could have the choice, they wouldn't. But I think it's more on the players that, like, hey, like I want some 
like if that, that's the deciding factor and if you're gonna yeah exactly not, yeah. exactly um so yeah do we just want to quickly just run down the awards from last night and thoughts go ahead okay do so you have them up? uh yeah um mm-hmm. so we'll start with we'll start with the hard trophy because we all knew who was gonna win Connor mcdavid 195 first place votes out of 196 one bozo gave him a fifth place vote and I, I want to know, know who it is. Yeah. I want to know who it is, and his his vote should be revoked immediately. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Like, like, and it you went don't to Pasternak, he... right? Because Pasternak got the only first place. I think so. Yeah, oh, yeah. There you go. So like logically, yeah. it had to be Boston. Uh, or was it some dickhead in Calgary? It's like, like, fuck you, Connor. Or some dickhead in Calgary. <laughs> so like a Jack Edwards was like, yeah, fuck it. Connor McDavid was like the fifth best player in the league this year. Yeah, I mean, it, it's if you wanted to give past our first place vote, fine, but like giving Connor a yeah, make Connor too, whatever. Give Connor a, a fifth place vote. Is there was a lot of like surprising votes in the heart. Yeah, trophy. like Ilya Sorokin um, at nine or ten, like that's crazy. Dude, Mitch Marner got a, and Austin Matthews got heart votes, and I'm like, what? Yeah, like, I don't know about like Matthews. Did Joel Erickson Ecker like? No, that was yeah, yeah. No. He got. I think no, he got Selkie votes, which got is it, understandable. It. You know, JT Miller got a Selkie vote. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> that JT Miller got fucking kidding fucking me. Selkie vote. There's like some ridiculous like, like like what? Why? Why would you give anyway? Um. Okay, so McDavid won the heart. He also won the Ted Lindsay. He did throw some shade at the Hart Trophy. He said, this is the most prestigious trophy we give out. I think it does mean more to the players, the Ted Lindsay, because it's voted on by the players. So I think it's, I think it does mean more to them. I think it means more to Connor. Like he's like, yeah, like the players voted me the best player. So I think whoever gets that, it's like, yeah, like they voted me the best. So um, this was in Thomas and I's group chat last night. This is what caused the most up for. <laughs> Eric Carlson won the Norris. Uh, we all knew it was going to happen. He had a hundred points this year and, uh, we have a buddy that, uh, he's very old school and he said he's minus 26. How is he winning the Norris? The answer is because he scored a hundred points in the Sharks. So, uh, I, I think that was the it, right. Like out of all years to be angry about, oh, but he can't play defense. This was not the year. He was what the sixth defenseman ever to score a hundred. Yeah. He had more he, even strength points than Connor McDavid. He had one less. But oh, yeah. Okay, one less. Wow. I looked it up. One I looked less. it up last night. One yeah. less. Wow. And, and, a guy and who got 153 we, points. <laughs> dude, and can we not can we make can we not forget he did it on the fucking sharks? Yeah. Of all he, got teams, heart, he got heart votes, right? I think so. Yeah, maybe. Makes sense. But he did it on the sharks, mm-hmm. like on the they, goddamn sharks. There was the rumored, <laughs> oh, bring Eric Carlson to the Oilers, but like then they were smart and got Ekholm instead. Eric Carlson on a full season of the Oilers is putting up 150 points because he's just gonna go. Here's dude, a 160 foot pass, Connor. Dude, we when uh when Thomas and I were in Buffalo, like back in February. It, the first rumor that came out about Carlson potentially to Edmonton, I looked at I looked at Thompson. I go, if Edmonton gets him, they should just play him at right wing with McDavid. Come on, he's yeah. a forward playing defense. Yeah, like, it would have been incredible. I, that's what I would do. But uh, yeah, no, uh, our our buddy Charles was kind of uh, he was he was like very pissed that, <laughs> that Carlson won because he minus twenty six. Like honestly, it's not just Charles. I've seen like the comments on every post. Of yeah, Carlson. but like, like he can't like, play defense. Yeah, but the like, if Carlson had. 80 points this year, then I can understand being upset that it didn't yeah. go to Fox. Get a hundred. Mm-hmm. I get a hundred and one. He scored 25 goals. Like, get out of here. And he was off the uh, face of the earth last year. Like, it's dude, like... the last three years. Cause this is the first year. This is the first year since like 20, like 16 that he's been fully healthy. Yeah. And so he's still really fucking good. Uh, I'm happy for him though. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for Carlson. Uh, the Vesna went to Linus. Oh, Mark, no surprise there. Uh, 938 save percentage. My vote probably would have been Sorokin, but you can understand why. Why Omar got it. Uh, the Calder, Matty Beniers, again, no surprise no there. Uh, good for him. Uh, the, the Selkie Trophy, which they should just name the Bergeron Trophy now. Uh, Patrice Bergeron won it for the second year in a row. Well, that's his sixth, his sixth Selkie, Selkie Trophy. Yep. And yep. didn't even care enough to show up. Yep. Uh, 
Uh, Ozzy Kopitar won the Lady Bing. He also didn't care enough to show up. Uh, Stamkos won the Mark Messier Leadership Trophy. Connor Bedard won an NHL award before even playing a game in the NHL award. He did. Uh, he won the EJ McGuire Award of Excellence. Uh, it's just like the, as what the NHL, per the NHL, uh, the EJ McGuire Award of Excellence is awarded to a candidate who best exemplifies commitment to excellence through strength of character, competitiveness, and athleticism. Yep. So this kid's so, going to be good. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully he isn't a plus. He's not drafted. He's not a part of the I NHL. I think it's, it's any player they can give it to. A pair. I don't know. So then but it's the hockey awards. Pretty much. Uh, but yeah, no, but Bedard won that. Is it just me or is Bedard getting more press than McDavid ever did? Because he's fun and likable and like smiles. <laughs> and he, chirps he smiles. On, That's literally and he, why. And he, chir- and, he, and he chirps biz on television. Yeah, like Connor McDavid. Uh, proposed to his oh, girlfriend dude. and he had striped dude. socks and it was the most like dude it was fun thing about his him. his speeches last night were awful he was like yeah like good job they they were doing like in like the whoever the host was of the nhl awards they had like his kid interviewing all the heart yeah finalists. that's right yeah, yeah 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 so like the first one's kachuk and like kachuk pulls like a mouth guard out of his pocket because the kid's like, how do you always chew on his mouth guard, your mouth guard? And like, Chucky pulls one out of his pocket, and like hands it to him. And like, it was it was like, kind of funny. And then Pasternak, they're like on stage singing the Barbie song. Like Pasternak's like dancing. McDavid goes up and he's just like, yeah. Yeah, thanks. The kid was like, you're my favorite player. The kid's like, you're my favorite player. And Connor's like, oh, thanks. Appreciate it. Meanwhile, Pasternak looks like he was just like drinking for like the past 48 hours. Because it probably was. Easy. Dude, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, and like there was like a song after every like award was handed out. Like they had all these country singers, like Seamus from the WWE was there. I was like, like what? what? I was like, what is going on? It's <laughs> genuinely insane. Anyway, uh, Jim Montgomery won coach of the year. Again, no surprise there. Um, and then there was just a bunch of those like other words. Like Chris Latang won uh, the Bill Masterson for all the shit he's gone through this year. Uh, yeah, but the awards just wasn't that great. Yeah, we kind of knew who was going to win. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Especially this I was kind of, I was kind of hoping Hughes would win the Lady Bing just so we can hear some insanely, like just dumb speech because it's Jack Hughes and he doesn't really think before he talks. No. No, but um, like, but he's more but he's of hilarious, this. and we need, yeah, exactly. Like, we need more of that because he's hilarious. So, um, yeah, that was the awards. Not much happened, uh, and the draft is tomorrow. So hopefully, we we get some some stuff happening. Do we have a pr- okay? So last year, Shane Wright dropped. Right, he was supposed to go one. Seattle didn't take until four. Given I don't know much about the draft, do we have a player that we think that could go early? That could potentially drop like way more than expected. Well, I have a I have a player in mind, but Thomas, you can go. Well, I think the obvious answer is Matt Bay-Mishkoff. Yeah, but, that's what like, I was gonna say. I mean, just because like the how his contract works in the KHL, just I think it's it's not the smartest option, but it's it's a safe bet just because you don't know when he's gonna actually show up to the NHL, and you don't know what teams are actually gonna take a chance on this kid when they are in the midst of a rebuild. You don't know when they're gonna be good coming out of the rebuild in three years, two years, one year. I don't know, but I don't think he drops out of the top 10. That'd be insane if no. he did. Um, out of the top 11. Yeah, like, I just, I can't see him dropping out of that. Like, it, that'd be nuts. Because, like... Yeah, th- apparently, there's word that he might be trying to force his way to certain teams. Like, he's just not taking interviews with certain teams. Yager and, did the same thing, but then like, Yager went, like, second. I'm sure... So, like, there's some teams... And I feel like a Montreal is going to do something dumb and just going to be like, we know you didn't want to come here, but we're going to use you as an asset. No, Mitchkov took an interview with the Habs. I saw that. I think they're, I think they're going he's to there. draft like, him. Like um, if he's there at five. You have to take him. Half yeah. like, You'd be stupid not to. Have to. Like, like if even he, as an... for whatever reason, falls, but like, I don't know. I mean... Then there's Washington, 
I bet that was one of the teams you wanted to go to. And Vancouver apparently is another. Like, look at all of his uh, Instagram likes and follows. It's literally just all Vancouver. Mm. All their players, all their, yep. You have a lot of Russians. Yep. So, so I, I, at very least, he's going not below 11. Yeah. No. Who has the most draft picks this and year? If he ma- and if he makes it all the way there, like there's something wrong, yeah. very wrong with the way that they scout and look at players. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think I don't know. It seems like everybody that is gonna go seems like it's. I'm not gonna say set in stone because every year we get players who drop. Um. You know, I, I think it was. 2019, like Zegers fell to nine. I'm like, why is mm-hmm. nobody taking Trevor Zegers? And it, Caulfield too fell to 15. It was like, why is no one taking Cole Caulfield? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll see. The draft is supposedly supposed to be really good. The defensively not great, at least I don't think. There's like only a like two D that are supposed to be real good going in the like Round top one, yeah. 15 of the draft. But who was the most draft picks this year? Sorry, was it Chicago? Was the most picks in the in the draft? Yeah, I think is it Chicago? Isn't it Arizona? Because Arizona. Just oh like, yeah, Arizona has like all picks. of them. It might be them. Yeah. St. Louis has three first round picks. Yeah, they should use wow. one on some young player. Something like they should trade one of them at least. Be yeah, like, Ari- like Arizona has like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They have twelve picks. Four of them in third round. <laughs> yeah, they have two firsts, one second. So uh, St. Louis has some picks, but uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I'll see if some they, trades. Nice trades. Nice uh, hockey trades tomorrow. Please, Calgary, make some <laughs> fucking trades. I want to pick more than once in the first round tomorrow. Please. Okay, here's my question to you guys. I know Kyle Dubas is no longer in charge. Are the Leafs picking at 28? Yes. Um, yeah, Brad's not going to do anything. I'm going to say no just for the fun of it. Yeah, Brad, Brad has traded down before. Well, back to 2020, he traded down twice. So uh, we'll see. I mean, I I, I think they're just going to pick, and I think they're going to take – knowing Brad, it'll be a defenseman. They'll take a defenseman at 28. God damn it. Yeah. In terms of 16, I don't even know who I want the Flames to pick. Braden Yeager seems like the one name that always stands out. Yeah, I'm a little afraid a of these CW, CHL players a little bit. Like, I think U.S. development program is a little bit better right now to pick yes. players from, but that's just me. Or, like, the European players, obviously. Like, I don't know. The CHL is, like, weird. Like, if you're not Connor Bernard, then it's like, okay, whatever. Just Like, um, European if you're playing in the Pro League. Yes, yeah. Like, if you're playing in the minor Swedish League, like, whatever. Uh, But, like, Axel Sandin, whatever. Like, he's playing the top uh, Swedish League as a defenseman. Like... Mm -hmm. I mean, he's ranked lower than uh, where he'll probably go just because, right. like, if Reinbacher goes, like, if a team wants a D, they'll pick him. Yep. Uh, but, like, he'll probably end up being really good mm-hmm. a lot further uh, along than, like, I don't know, some a Canadian D. I don't know if there even is one. Yeah, I, I have no idea. But, yeah, like, I think the Flames at 16. I look at Jaeger. I look at Quentin Musty. Uh, there was another name uh, that I just can't think of. Uh, there's a few names that, like, if they drop, I mean, would be nice. Like, if Gabe Perot, for whatever reason, drops a 16, that dude put up numbers at the, U- at the USNDP. So, I don't know. We'll, a lot we'll, of development we'll program kids. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, like, if one of those guys falls, like, Will Smith or Ryan Leonard won't. Like, like that, they, they have some fucking good – Good, good players. So, um, what was the other name that I was looking at? And I was like, if that guy falls, uh, Kobe Barlow. Yeah, I know he's right. not supposed to go there. Good goal scorer, Zach Benson. I don't think he will, but some there's some rankings have him in like the low 
teams that are in the top 10, so I have no idea. Uh, I know Edward Sally was sale, whatever the fuck his name is, was supposed to go high, and now he's dropping, so I have no idea. Like I said, if the Flames could have multiple first-round picks tomorrow, that would be great. That'd be yep. great because uh, turn around to free agency as well after that it, on Saturday, which mm-hmm. is nuts. So, uh, I guess since we probably won't record before then, any free agent that you want to, I know Thomas you made a list. So why don't you quickly run that down? Who who would you want the Leafs to sign? Well, on five I put no ship. That could probably be doable if the camp that's goes. A, that's such a Bradtree living <laughs> yeah, guy to sign too. to. <laughs> Uh, four, Jonathan Taze. I don't think it's going to happen, but one can dream. Three, Kane. One can dream, even though he's not very good anymore. Two, Max Domi. It could happen. Just his price tag is going to be way too high. Um, but that's a good player the Leafs kind of need in their lineup. Could go anywhere in the lineup. And then number one, they just cleared cap room, so I don't think he's going to come anywhere else. But I think he's going to resign Boston, uh, Tyler Bertuzzi. So those are five guys. And like, I, maybe they sign a couple defense. I heard Scott Mayfield's go around there. So replacement for Hall, I guess. I guess but that's all right, but. Nothing which, big. How, which fourth line players are, are is Brad definitively signing this? Lucic. Yeah, Malone, Lucic. Lucic. Don't count out a Richie brother because he's now you had both. Uh, I wouldn't count out ah, who's someone that like for sure, like he would sign. Like just some random fourth liners. Like if fucking like Brad Richardson is still playing hockey. <laughs> Like There's Trevor some Lewis, bad like, back end what like free yeah. agents this year. Like like, like if tre- like if Trevor Lewis still wants to play, <laughs> like don't count out Trevor Lewis. It's I- uh, ideally nothing in free agency unless it's small and Lucic at league minimum. Like I'm everybody's gonna even get on board with that because that guy sucks. No, I'm on board He's with that. So bad. Whatever it. But didn't you guys hate the Wayne train? Yeah, but like Wayne. Yeah, but like Wayne made one point five. Like I, I'm not saying Lucic is good. Just like he could, he still can play. Not can he be two games better but... than a league minimum player at league minimum? Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, Russo, yeah. who are the Flames going to sign? Like, who do you want? Because they don't say they're not going to sign anyone because they are. Like, they, they'll honest. sign somebody. I just don't know. I wouldn't go after any of these. No, not top. Go end after ones, any no. of these top end guys. No, no, like, no. Yeah. I, I, like, I don't even know. Okay, hold on. Let me just. I just want to go in there too. <laughs> I just want to because, dude, there's no good free agents this summer. There's there's quite a bit on the top end. Yeah, that's where like I'm just saying, like, just don't don't touch yeah. it. So, oh no, that, okay, I got. I can see RFA the Flames out. going after like a status. Where? How do I switch this to fucking? I can see the Flames going after like a Jesper Fast. Yeah. Something in that realm, but like right? for what reason? Like, I just to sign. I mean, yeah, <laughs> okay, to get so, somebody. Uh, like you know what? I would do it just for the vibes, and I think it would be hilarious. Phil Castle, <laughs> come on, yeah, where's he going, going, man? Holy, I think he'll either. I almost want to say he'll be back in Vegas. Just yeah. for the vibes. Like, Did I you see that Aiden Hill, Hill rumor contract? That's so wait, that wasn't officially signed. No, that was his ask. Oh, yeah, four points. That's ridiculous. To be fair, the term is a lot shorter than I anticipated. Two years I can deal with. It'll come down. Vegas will be two by three, it'll be 2.4. Even that, like, come on, two by four. (laughs) Oh, it's terrible, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. You know, Alex Kalorn led all free agents points this year. That's crazy. (laughs) That's Alex. He led all free agents and stop. Yeah, 64 points. That's leading Uh, free agency. Why the fuck isn't Alex Kalorn here? Oh, I'm looking at like cap friendly and has Bergeron at 58. Yeah, and then Alex Kalorn has 64 points. Yeah, but I went by points. And oh. he's just not here. Oh, it's so weird. Huh. Right. Well. I did not know that. Anyway, uh, like I don't know, like Evan Rodriguez. It, nobody. Your name is I don't know. Nobody. You're throwing names out, right? John. John. Like, John Klingberg. Just to no. assemble all the Swedes. No. Like, 
The one thing I will say, the one thing I will say for the Maple Leafs, like please re-sign Ryan O'Reilly. Like that's the only yes. guy I want on this team. And Nolachar. Yeah, I'll take both of them. Sure. Yeah. Just one, O'Reilly. Just throw five million yeah. at him. I don't care. Yeah. Who? Do it. O'Reilly. Oh, Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Who's gonna get the most overbloated contract? You know, I have a guy in mind. All right. And it's going to be the cup tax. Ivan yeah. Barbashev. Yeah, I was going to say him as well. Yeah, Ivan Barbashev. So we'll have a lot to talk about this next week. Do you guys have any quick, anything quick left to add before we uh, take off? That's it. Resign Don't Ryan sign Riley. anybody in free agency. Yeah, <laughs> and that too. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that is going to do it for this one. As always, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Burning Leaf Pod. Flames, just fire sale at this point. Uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. Have a good one.